All right, so, um, can you tell me something I really didn't need to know? Hey, Mom, tell me something I didn't need to know. So how about let's learn something we really don't need to know. And we're rolling. And our producer thinks she needs to talk, too. She's so bossy. Oh, my gosh. So noisy. I know. Always, always correcting us, telling us stuff. I hear you, miss. Oh, my gosh. All right. Welcome to Tell Me Something I Didn't Need to Know, everybody. Hello. Hi. Hopefully everybody's having an amazingly awesome day. I uh, am. Yeah? Yeah. I'm Lynn Samuels. I'm Mary Swartz. I guess that means today I'm Hannah Green. Welcome, Hannah. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. Thanks we, for having me. We are happy to have you. Thank you. We've been asking you forever. And that's our producer. Who's <laughs> happy to have her also. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. This is telling me something I didn't need to know. We're going to tell you things you obviously don't need to know. They're going to be fun, entertaining. Crazy. Uh, frequently. Very, very crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> what's new with you ladies? Anything? It's a little chilly here today. A little bit. Yeah. A little gloomy. I feel like I need to put a sweater on. I am wearing a sweater. I know. I I'm think wearing I... flannel. I think I actually I, went to go get a sweater and forgot that I was going to get a sweater because I'm old, you know. Yeah. I, uh, I love my flannel. I love my flannels. Day. I love flannels. I think that girls wearing flannels looks adorable. I have a couple of them. I do too. All right, ladies. All right. Um, thanks, everybody, for being with us today. Appreciate your time. Let's get on with it, shall we? Yeah, let's. All right. All right, lady. Ladies. And I'm using that term lightly. <laughs> guddle. G-U-D-D-L-E. Guddle. Hmm. G-U-D-D-L-E. Yes. Guddle is, uh, it's part of that thing that hangs down in the back of your throat. What hangs down in the back of your throat, Lynn? That little thing that hangs down that if you stick your tongue out and go, ah, you can see that little dang. Your tonsils? No, those aren't tonsils. I've had my tonsils out. That is not your tonsil. Oh, I don't know. Everyone has this. You okay. don't get it. Okay, a guttle? Yeah. Have you not opened your mouth and looked in the mirror? Is it like that rooster thing that hangs? That's Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Only ours is on the inside. Oh, okay. Not quite. Uh, are you talking about your uvula? Yeah. Yeah, it's a uvula, but I think it's part of the uvula. Does that fall I out when you run? Yes, yes. <laughs> so not only do you have to, if you're female, you have to run with your hand between your legs so your uterus doesn't fall out. You have to run with your tongue pushed against the roof of your mouth to keep your uvula from falling out. <laughs> but men have uvula too, so wouldn't they have to also? No. Not after they're done running. <laughs> no, no you don't. Oh my gosh. Uh, uh No. So, guttle is not part of your uvula. No, right. it's not. But could you use it in a sentence? Johanna could have guttled when she was in Arizona. Does it mean to sweat? <coughs> Does it mean to urinate? No. Does it mean to die? No. No. To secretly get married. Ooh. Uh, uh, no. Although I did have a dream about one of our family members eloping recently. Are you going to elaborate? I had a dream that our niece, who is at least the last we knew, planning on getting married in September, um, I dreamed that she eloped and married someone else. Could, could still happen. Okay. Right. No, guttle does not mean any of that. 
Hmm. I I don't know. All right. Well, you were showing us pictures of your trip to Arizona. Yes. And there was some water and some streams. Oh, does guttle mean to drown? No. It means to fish with your hands by groping around in the water or the stream. Oh. So I don't know if it's a successful thing or not. Inefficient. I'm just saying. Yeah, it does not. It does not sound efficient to me. I do know that some people are actually very good at it. I think that they make good guddlers. I think that all three of us know my eye hand coordination is not good enough for me to guddle. I am pretty sure if the three of us went to guddle, we would all three end up falling in from laughter. I think you could be right. Have to say, if the water was not nearly as clear as the picture Johanna showed, I would not be willing to guttle because I'm not just putting my hands reaching around in murky, nasty water. Okay. Well, that's guttle anyway, guys. Guttle. Nice. Yeah. I think Brendan would be good at guttling. Brendan, do you think you'd be good at guttling? I'd gut a roll. All right. You got a word for us, Hannah? No, let Lynn go first. Okay. Okay. It is going to be... Boulevardier. Boulevardier. Ooh. Boulevardier. Okay, what kind of word is this? It comes from a French word. Okay. The DA, Boulevardier. Okay. Comes from late 19th century. French is the origin from it. Okay. Ruler of the bedroom. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to give you my sentence. I'm going to give you my sentence. Yes, please. That I had pre-written... Before Johanna or before Mary said that, Hannah was intimidated yet smitten by the swashbuckling Boulevardier. Could be a ruler of the bedroom. <laughs> I have not encountered one of those any time in my recent past. A ruler of the bedroom or one that you were intimidated by? <laughs> I've never met anyone I was intimidated by in the bedroom. Wow. Does that make Johanna the. The word you're using? <laughs> the Boulevardier? Yeah. I, it, it would if that's what it meant, I guess, but it okay. doesn't actually Okay, that. I have no idea. And I would say that Johanna's not a Boulevardier. Oh, mm. okay. But to be fair, I don't think any of us three are Boulevardier. I guess I, I'm going with Gigolo. Good point. Several of us are unemployed. <laughs> Two-thirds of us are unemployed. It would be several. All right, what do, what do we got? What do we got, Lynn? It is a wealthy, fashionable socialite. Yeah, we definitely are not. I think Paris Hilton or a Kardashian. Ugh. Although I would argue with the fashionableness. I just threw up a little in my mouth. Thank you very much. Hmm. All right. All right, ready? Yeah. Phosphine. Phosphine. Can you use that in a sentence, please? The doctor assured her that phosphines were perfectly normal to see when her eyes were closed. Wow. Um, The flashes of light that you see or the colors or swirls that you get sometimes when you close your eyes, maybe? No. Close, but no. What else do you see? The doctor assured her the phosphines, the nothingness. No. I see dead people. Oh, that's why my eyes are open. (laughs) The insides of your eyelids. No. I don't know then. All right. All right my eyes are closed and I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. Jesus. 
A ring or spot of light produced by pressure on the eyeball or direct stimulation of the visual system other than by light. So when you so, close your eyes and you press on them and you like the things that you yes. see, yes, that those are called phosphines. So if you close your eyes and someone jabs you in the eyeball, those you are will phos- see phosphines. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Yes. Yes. Alrighty then. All right. Oh yeah. Good job, Brennan. So it's been raining and our roof is not leaking. Brennan uh, repaired the leakage that we had with some stuff, so we are happy. Nice. All right. Let's see if Brennan is as good as this guy in Colombia. A coordinated Colombian 19-year-old broke his own world record by solving three Rubik's Cubes in 4 minutes, 31.01 seconds. Did he do the mixing up or did someone else do the mixing up? While juggling them. Oh my god. (laughs) Wow. Angel Alvarado, who previously set the record at 4 minutes, 52.43 seconds in May of 2021, uh, broke his own records in Bogota, and Guinness announced all of that, so obviously it was... It was wow. documented. He said it took him five months of practice to learn how to solve one of them while juggling. And once he learned that, it took him four more months before he could efficiently solve three of them while juggling them in the air. That's pretty impressive. It's extremely impressive seeing as how much concentration it takes for you to learn to keep track of the things that are in the air. Not only that, but then, then, then you also have to work them and solve them. Insane. I can't even solve one when it's I can't sitting ju- on the table in front of me. I can't juggle three objects at a time, and I can't solve a Rubik's Cube, yes. even if you give me a guide and 24 hours. So Angel's next um, thing that he would like to achieve is to be the first in both juggling and speed cubing world record at the same time. Wow. That's very impressive. Yes. Wow. All right. Yeah. Fun little fact that none of us could ever even hope to accomplish. So, have you ladies heard of James Cromwell? The name is familiar, but I'm not sure where I know it from. I feel like it has to do with, like, um, James Cromwell. England type thing? Nope, he's actually, he's an actor. Oh. He's an English actor? Um, he looks kind of English, look. He looks No, he doesn't, he looks Irish to me. That looks Irish to me. (laughs) Is he the one that glued his hand to Starbucks counter? Yes, he oh, is. I never heard this. Tell oh me. Oh my gosh, yes. He, um, so he recently, he took part in a protest for PETA at Starbucks in Manhattan. Okay, because I don't watch the news a lot. Why are you protesting at Starbucks? Well, I'm going to tell you. For PETA. He was, they were protesting... That, he, that Starbucks charges more for vegan milk. So milk alternatives like almond milk, cashew okay. milk, etc. Everybody charges more for vegan milk. Well, they decided to have a, a protest there. And he super glued his hand to the counter. PETA live streamed the protest. It began trending on social media. I cannot even... Um... The thoughts that are going through my head right now, I I can't even keep track of them all. Cromwell, in the video, says, while he's glued to the counter, more than 13,000 customers have asked you, and now we're asking. 
Will you stop charging more for vegan milk? When will you stop raking in huge profits while customers, animals, and the environment suffer? Why don't they stop going to Starbucks? Hold on, there's more. Cromwell says this, cows produce milk for the same reason humans do, to nourish their young. But in the dairy industry, they give birth and their babies are taken from them almost immediately so that their milk can be sold. Mother cows cry for their infants for days. They suffer no less than human mothers would. He was wearing a shirt that said, free the animals. Wait a minute, wait a minute. We're protesting that they're charging more for almond milk, yes. but we're not protesting taking the baby almonds from the mama almond? <laughs> I'm so confused. I'm so confused. Hold on. Why aren't we at Walmart gluing ourselves to the refrigerator door? So he is sitting on the counter, his hand is glued to the counter, and the baristas behind him are just continuing to work. Good for them. He's six foot seven, by the way. He's not a small guy. We know they make huge profits. You don't have to go there. You can make your own coffee with your own vegan milk at home. Yes. You can. Or, yes. Or you could just go there and order just coffee and add your own if you just can't live without their coffee. Yes, or you could just go to Walmart, or you could go to the almond farm and go, why are you charging more for your almond milk than the cow milk? So the protesters were chanting, save the planet, save the cows, stop this vegan upcharge now. Do they have any, any clue how much water it takes to grow the amount of almonds that it takes to make the almond milk? Did you know that in an average serving of almond milk, there's only like six almonds in it? Yeah. Yeah. But but here's here's the thing. That doesn't mean the quantity of almonds no. you use to make it. Right. Oh yeah, it's almond. insane. I I made almond milk once and I was like, Holy cow, it takes a lot Holy of Holy cow. You shouldn't I say that making cow. almond milk. Ve <laughs> you should have said vegan cow. Vegan cow. Holy <laughs> almond Batman. <laughs> oh. Do we not have better things to protest like oh i don't know child neglect or women's uteruses falling out <laughs> okay so hold on now remember i told you that he had super to run marathons remember he had super glued his hand to the counter okay so he's on the counter and his hand is super glued to the counter and people are just working around him okay eventually the police arrive they tell the other customers starbucks closed they can pick up their outstanding orders though this is the part that blows my mind I feel like I just have questions and need more information. Don't do this to me. <laughs> because apparently he was not the only one who was glued. He's unglued. Cromwell and the other glued protesters detach their hands from the counter and leave. I have super glued my hand to shit. How do you just detach it? You don't. We actually used a knife to scrape it because I, I read information on this. Okay. Oh my god. They, they used a knife and pried their hands off. So. Because they were going to be arrested. I'd have been like, go for it. Arrest me. You got to take the counter with. For God's Will sakes. it fit in the back of your police car? Oh. Starbucks had this to say. We respect our customers' right to respectfully voice their opinions so long as it does not disrupt our store operations. Customers can customize any <coughs> beverage on the menu with a non-dairy milk, including soy, coconut, almond, and oat 
for an additional cost similar to other beverage customizations, such as an additional espresso shot or syrup. Pricing varies market by market. But PETA has been trying to get Starbucks to reverse that policy for years. Don't they think it would be more beneficial to just tell people to boycott Starbucks altogether? PETA notes that several other chains, including Wawa, Panera Bread, and Wawa. Phil's Coffee, don't upcharge for non-dairy milk. Yeah, when we go to Maine, you will see Wawa's. Welcome to Wawa. How can I help you today? <laughs> right? Wawa is uh, it's like a 7-Eleven. Welcome to Wawa. Can I take your order, please? Yeah. Wow, <laughs> More people than ever before are ditching dairy and going vegan to help animals, save the environment, and improve their own health. It's time the Starbucks stopped charging customers extra for choosing dairy-free milks. Now, as Lynn pointed out, the amount of water it takes to grow the almonds, the amount of almonds it takes to make the milk, and almonds aren't cheap. Anybody who's ever bought a bag of almonds knows they're not cheap. Anybody that's gone and bought almond milk at Walmart or Myers knows that it's definitely more expensive than cow's milk. Yeah, and it doesn't, And I mean, we sell cashew, walnut, oat, Almond, coconut, I mean, hemp. I sell, like, every kind of alternative milk you can think of. They're very expensive. Yeah, yeah. So this is kind of a thing. Um, it's stupid. James, yeah, you know what? James. If we, if, we care, if we care about the planet, then drink your coffee black. That is the best for our environment. Drink it at home in a reusable cup instead of going to Starbucks and getting a cup you're going to throw away. And if these people, these PETA people, are so caring about animals, first of all, why do they have such a kill, high kill rate at their at their uh, their services? They like their intake places. I was reading about PETA's kill rate of animals they put down and euthanize. It's crazy. People don't, don't realize that PETA does put down animals. So that's first on my on my list of prompts. Next, how did James Cromwell get there? Did he walk? Did he drive? I think he drove, right? He so probably has say. a driver. Okay, but he was in a vehicle driving up. In a gas-guzzling limo. How many animals died on the way there? Bugs, etc. did he kill driving down the road? So if PETA cares so much about every animal that they don't kill the bugs in their house and you have to release them, you shouldn't be driving because there is no way to drive without killing. You're right. And let's talk about their animal-friendly house. How many animals died to make that house? Good questions. Because yep. that house was built with wood. Every time you cut a tree down, the animals in that tree are killed. Yeah, so I mean you're you're you had to clear the you had to clear the land to build it. Yeah, I mean you yes. are just dis, you're displacing animals from their homes. Yeah, so I, I where where are they they draw the line where they are comfortable. Where they want it to be, and they don't ask you to, they don't expect you to ask questions beyond that. So, James, get your ass off the counter, get a real job. Well, and here's and the, drink coffee at home or switch to tea. He's not the only celebrity who has taken to gluing themselves to something in protest. He's the one you brought to our attention, and right. so that's why we're using him. Because a person who is like either an owner or co owner of an NBA team. They also own a chicken farm, and they had to kill, a, like, 2 million chickens a couple of months ago because of the avian flu that was spreading. And some woman decided, some famous woman decided to protest that 
that she glued herself to the basketball court in the middle of a game. <laughs> Did they play around? Jesus Christ. Play around her, just keep it going. Keep it going. Yep, they just play right around her. If you get kicked going. in the head with a big giant size 42 shoe, it's your own fault. You signed a disclaimer when you uh, bought your ticket. Yeah. Oh, for God's sakes. Yeah. I'm not even going to ask when will a stupidity end, because when the stupidity ends, we no longer have a podcast. <laughs> well, and humans will be gone then. So that's when stupidity ends and are no longer around. I would agree with you there. I would. All right, ladies. Are you ready for a story? Yes. Okay. This is called When Opposites Attract. Are you scared yet? Um, I'm thinking it's about magnets. Oh, good job. Okay. April 19th, 2022. Not that long ago. As we enter a park in London, the air is a little crisp. It's in the mid-50s. Sunny. There's a very slight breeze blowing. And as we wander through the park, we come across a wedding party, and we stop to watch. Weddings tend to make us smile. Young love is nice and sweet, and it's obvious that indeed love is in the air. The wedding party is rather small, and it seems to be rather private. We can understand that a little more as we notice the two females who are going through the civil ceremony in order to tie the knot. The taller of the two is a blonde. Her name is Deborah. we learned. She's dressed in a tuxedo-style outfit, and she is smiling from ear to ear. She seems happy this day is finally here, as if it's taken forever to arrive. Her dark brown eyes sparkle as if filled with diamonds from the sky. Her makeup is well done, although maybe, maybe a bit on the heavy side. Her hair is pulled off and off to the side with an attractive clip. She, she seems to be the more sedate of the two. The shorter of the two is also in a tuxedo-style outfit, and as we stand off to the side watching what's going on, we notice that Deborah's partner, India, has lost a leg, and we learn that she lost it in a very, very bad car accident in 2017. Now, Deborah isn't a blonde. She's definitely different in that aspect. Her hair is a plethora of black and white, and she doesn't clip it back. She's a little more free-spirited in her carefree attitude, and today she can't really seem to sit still, and she's moving from person to person for conversation. She's checking on others, wanting everyone to be comfortable. Now, as we will learn while we're standing there, this is a little unusual because normally Deborah's the one who stands out in a crowd. Deborah's the one who's a little louder in her dress, in her mannerisms, and India generally kind of stays in the background, content to watch and sedately take life in. As we stand there watching, we casually begin to learn the background of these two ladies. Deborah is the mother of four beautiful children. She's had a previous marriage and some other relationships. Deborah's background is as colorful as the outfits that she normally wears, like a bird of paradise, if you will. Deborah shows off her colors, her tattoos, and her piercings with pride and confidence. In her late 40s, Deb used to be a high school teacher, but she had other aspirations for herself. She wanted to be famous. She wanted the world to know her name. So, she made the not-so-difficult choice for herself to leave her teaching career and to pursue other incomes or other areas for income. In her own words, she actually hated teaching, so that's probably a really good choice. <laughs> she tried acting. She tried being an artist. She tried being a stand-up comedian. She entered the world of showbiz. She'd been a blonde, a brunette, redhead, even raven-haired. She's been many women, even a man. During her stint as an artist, she painted pictures of Richard Branson as Jesus with the hopes of getting his attention. And when that didn't work, 
Still trying to get his attention, she attempted to hand-deliver one of her paintings of him to his virgin office in London, where she was turned away from the office by his watchdog receptionist. Now, I didn't know who Richard Branson was, so I, uh, I asked my husband, and he told me. I googled it to make sure he was right, and he was. Long story short, Richard Branson is a British billionaire. He's an entrepreneur. He's a highly successful businessman who founded the Virgin Group. Richard's been knighted at the Buckingham Palace. He's known for his work in music, retail, travel, his adventuring spirit, and his humanitarianism. The list goes on and on. Whatever would he possibly see in a woman like Deborah? Deborah started a newspaper column. She tried a talk show. She worked hard to bring up her social media presence in order for her to become famous. She believed she could forge a path with writing and began a blog giving out motivational advice. She started a YouTube channel under the name Cecily Baker. Deborah had a lot of ideas, but she didn't seem to have the knowledge or the hard work ethic that it would take to make any of them work out. She strikes me more of a, I want to rub a, a lamp and have a genie pop out type of girl. <laughs> Wouldn't we all? But in 20, April of 2022, Deborah was broke. She was unable to go back to teaching, even if she had wanted to, because during her very brief acting career, she played the role of a topless prostitute in the film Unborn Justice. Unborn Justice was a low budget, very short film. It was like 24 minutes or 26 minutes. It sort of flopped. Deborah's out of work. She's living on benefits that are supplied by the state. She's looking for any type of work, according to her, that she's able to do, whether that be cleaning toilets or flipping burgers. She's about to be evicted if she can't pay her rent. But today, today none of that matters. Today, Deborah doesn't care about any of it. Because today, today Deborah's getting married. She is getting married to someone who is so different from her, they couldn't be more different if they tried. India is as different from Deborah as night and day. There are no piercings, and she does not plan on getting any in the future. She has no tattoos. She doesn't have the desire for any. India has never been married and has no children of her own. Is India human? Why would you think she wasn't? Cause you Wouldn't like, it be illegal to marry someone who wasn't a human? Oh, well, we we did a story about a woman who married a ghost. So, uh, Oh, yes, we did for the other podcast. You're right, we did. Yes, we and did. Um, Mary, <clears throat> you like to do stories about sex dolls. I don't think they've ever gotten married. No, but it wouldn't wouldn't surprise me. She's not a sex doll. I'm sorry to disappoint you. She might be a cat or something. Shortly after meeting Deborah and being introduced to Deborah's children, India became involved in the car accident that resulted in the loss of her leg. Having no family or relatives in the area to help care for her after the accident, Deborah generously offered to take her in and help her until she could get back up on her feet, at least metaphorically. I think it's a dog. Now, not much is talked about when it comes to India's background. It doesn't seem that anyone really knows where she came from originally before she showed up in Deborah's life. She's a woman whose life is shrouded in mystery, definitely not as colorful as Deborah's, and she doesn't flip from job to job or career to career. She's steady and reliable in everything that Deborah is not. It's a dog. Little things don't stress her out. If the bills are paid and there's food on the table, then life is good. And unlike Deb, India's quiet and relaxed and prefers meditation to socialization. She kind of prefers to keep to herself. She doesn't seem to have any family, and if she does, she doesn't talk about them. Deborah doesn't know about any family or even relatives if she's definitely never met any of them. She doesn't even know if they exist at all. These two are literally on opposite sides of the spectrum, and in all my research, I could not find what India did for a living. I could not find where she lived originally. 
I couldn't find where she went to school, where she was born, who her parents were. Couldn't find her last name. Literally nothing. And because they held a civil ceremony, not an actual wedding, there was no marriage certificate to dig out and get information off of. It is almost as if India didn't exist before meeting Deborah, and I'm honestly not sure if that was even her real name. Now, as different as these two are, it is easy to see the love between them. They're constantly touching or rubbing one another. The ceremony is officiated by a friend of Deborah's. What do you think, Lynn? Cat or dog? I think I'm letting Mary tell the story, and I want to hear how it ends. Maybe it's a chicken. Mary oh, likes to do chicken stories. I do like to do chicken stories for you. I do. <laughs> the ceremony is simple. It's sweet. The vows are easy. Each party responding in their turn to love and honor and cherish in sickness and health till death do they part. The ceremony is quick as we continue to watch. We are quietly intruding upon their private moment when they seal the ceremony with a kiss. The photographer is there snapping photos, dozens of photos, that they will get to choose from later. Stand here, stand there, look this way, look that way. This group, that group. Flowers here, no flowers there. Most of us have been through this and we feel a little bad for the small group as they go through this ritual. But Deborah doesn't seem to mind, she loves the attention. She loves having her photo taken. She loves being center stage. India, on the other hand, doesn't really seem to give a damn. She's kind of like, ceremony's the important part. The rest is window dressing. Not important. Tell me when to show up. Tell me what to say. Let's get it over with and move on. And that is the way I kind of feel about stuff like that. But because it's important to Deborah, India goes through all of it with her. As we stand by quietly, the ceremony is over. The photographer's packing their equipment up. And everyone is leaving for the small reception that the company that the couple have planned for their closest friends and family. The small group get into their respective vehicles and leave for destinations unknown. We smile to ourselves at what we have just witnessed. We tuck those beautiful memories into our brains and we continue on our way through the sunlit, fresh-smelling family park. We have other things to do with our day. And this brief stop was merely a blip on the roadmap of slightly irregular, highly unusual game of life that we are traveling down. I did a little research, and in the, the United Kingdom, which is where the story takes place, same-sex marriages are legal, and they have been legal since March 14th of 2014. The very first same-sex marriage took place on the 29th of March in 2014. And, if, and as of 2018, which was the latest numbers I could find, there were 6,925 same-sex marriages. And if I read my data correctly... In 2020, there were 785 of them performed. But I honestly couldn't find anything that I would consider solid as far as numbers and data for anything past 2018. So those were the numbers I have to give you. India's a cat. <laughs> oh, Mary. She married her because the landlord said she couldn't have pets. But if India's a spouse, she can't be evicted. Well, here in the U.S., what people do when they say you can't have a pet... They just go online and get papers that say it's an emotional support dog. Well, but that's here in the United States. That's not the United Kingdom. So, yeah. yes. Lynn is very quiet. I just, yeah. Were you there in the park with us? I was. I was there. <laughs> beautiful. And I'm still, I'm. A little teary. A little what, teary. Yeah, I'm a little teary. I love a good wedding. And I just, I'm, I'm not sure, you know, what to get for the wedding present. <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw this thing that like you can kiss in her dishes, like you know, a plate for her <clears throat> and a cat. But man, well, I did see this um thing you can buy. 
that it looks like a giant tongue and you, you bite it and then you can groom your cat with it. Maybe you could get them that. That there. That's, yep, for sure. That's, that's a perfect wedding present right there. <laughs> I just, I think that that wedding was a cat's meow. <laughs> <laughs> I had a lot of fun writing that story. I just want to know, did they serve like catnip cupcakes? I have no idea what was served at the reception. I have no idea. I have no idea. Cats eat fish. Have a nice salmon dinner. In all, in all honesty, okay? In all honesty. Let's just go there for a minute. Okay. Our, producer, our producer would like to know why you're having an issue with this story. <laughs> if you received an invitation from one of our family members to attend their wedding to their cat, dog, chicken, would you go? Heck, yeah. Well, hold it. Is it a destination one? Because I don't pay to travel to other countries and stuff. <clears throat> Unless, you know, it's some place I really wanted to go anyhow. But if it was like, you know, in Muskegon or somewhere close by, heck yeah, I would go and video it. I absolutely would. I absolutely would. In fact, I might wear kitten ears if it were like a cat. Oh, yes. Just to show solidarity. <clears throat> love right. is love. I'm not judging. People used to judge about, you know, same-sex marriages and before that. Uh, different races getting married. I think that, you know, once you stop that, love is love. Just because we don't understand it doesn't make it wrong. Does it make it wrong? I wonder if she can take life insurance out on her spouse. (laughs) (laughs) That that becomes a whole different show. death and dismemberment on them so you know if they like run out into the road and get hit by a car you get double indemnity on it <clears throat> so the story was true the whole story was true i just embellished and wow <laughs> yeah, I, I just googled it there are pictures oh there are she's Not a very sure flamboyant woman deborah is that. very flamboyant and if you look at her youtube um because she does not immediately show up as Cicely Baker. She is a very, very flamboyant woman. And if you look at her history of all the things that she's tried. Wow. She's definitely worn a lot of different hats and not worn them well. The cat looks happy. Yeah. And t- well taken care of. I so mean, yeah. I think it's all good. Absolutely. Yep. I think all good. Absolutely. I, Hannah might be a loss for words. I think I did well. Excellent. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Even knowing it wasn't a normal story, she's still shaking her head over here. I think I think deep down she kind of was hoping at this point that it would be two humans. And it would be like, oh, I just, wow, didn't see that coming. No bats. I, I love, love a, you, but I will not marry you. I love a good story. Oh, my God. I love a good wedding. Wow. What happens if tomorrow Deborah meets the love of her life and it's she have to say I'm sorry I'm I can't be with you I'm married to my cat? I think that, no poly polyamory is okay. What if she decides she wants to get a divorce? How does she get the cat to agree? It's a civil ceremony, so you don't actually have to have a divorce. Mm. It's like a common law wife. You don't get the actual divorce. 
But if you have a common law marriage in some states, I don't know what it's like in other countries. I don't either. You can actually, like, the com- if you decide to split the common law, can actually go to court and demand, like, yes. yeah. support and things. Yep. So, I don't know. C- could the cat sue for support? These are very good questions. I didn't dig that hard, sorry. <clears throat> I did not research the story. What are the legal extent. ramifications of marrying an animal? I didn't, I don't know. That's a good question. Wow. It doesn't happen very often. Did you look up the statistics on that? No. no. All right. <clears throat> no, in the UK, literally, there's not a lot of statistics when it doesn't pertain to what we would consider a normal marriage to be. All right. <clears throat> well, good story, Mary. Thanks. Very, very good. Thanks. It was warm and it was wonderful. It was fuzzy. <laughs> like a cat. I think it was Perfect. <laughs> She's so good with that shit. Yep. Made me feel all warm and fuzzy. <laughs> all right. Wow. What do you ladies take us out of here? I have a final thought. Well, we aren't there yet. So hold it. All right. In my hands. I am holding it. Okay. Like a bag of poo? Wrapped in toilet paper. Like a Petting it softly for the right time to release it. Like a kraken? <laughs> And she's really hoping she, she's really hoping it doesn't get tired of being pet before she's ready to release it. Yeah, I might just have to let it out. Let it go before you're ready. So hurry. Finish us off. I'd love to. Quit finish to, us off, will ya? I'd love to. Quit talking, would ya? Not going to happen here. We are so glad to each and every one of you that has joined us. Let me start that over because we are not glad to you. She can't keep us in the in control. <laughs> I can't keep you guys in control, but I just could. I had two separate thoughts and they combined <laughs> together, and it they just, came out at the same time. Yes, they did. <laughs> okay. Oh. Why? All right. Would you care to try yeah. that again? And I'll decide later if I'm leaving any of it in. <laughs> I'm not drinking. <laughs> Why you do this? We are so glad that you chose to join us today. We hope that you enjoyed our tidbits and Mary's story and all of our silliness. We hope that we've made your day a little brighter. You can find us on Facebook at Tell Me Something I Didn't Need to Know. You can find us at tmsidntk.com. How about we try that part again? Because I apparently can't speak today. You can find us on Facebook at Tell Me Something I Didn't Need to Know <laughs> or at tmsidntk at gmail.com. We're on Twitter as tmsidntk. We are also on Instagram. If you have suggestions, ideas, comments, corrections, because we are human and we make mistakes, if you have stories of your own that you would like to share with us or that you would like us to share with the world, We'd love to hear from you. If you've married your cat, feel free to share it with us. We'd like some pictures. If you know or someone who has dog. married anything or anybody that is not human, we'd <clears> love to know about it. 
If you enjoyed your short time with us today, please feel free to follow the podcast. You can leave us a rating and a review. Take 60 seconds. It's free. It helps other people find us and it lets us know what you're enjoying and what you'd like to have us change. We are available on every streaming platform that we are aware of. If you know of one that we're not on, let us know and we will see what we can do about correcting that. Lynn, you have a final thought for us today. I do. Marriage. Marriage is what brings us together today. (laughs) (laughs) Marriage is not a noun. It's a verb. It isn't something you get. It's the way you love your partner every day. No matter if your partner is here or not. Thank you, Lynn. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Finding baby, there are milk nearby. If we look in baby puppy, there could be plenty milk for you, and also some for me. What's going on down there? Oh, merciful heavens! My darlings, my precious pets! Oh, oh, that wicked animal attacking my poor, innocent little angel.